Previously on Hound Radio's Arch Campbell podcast. I just feel this like reverberation of resentment and annoyance coming off of you, Arch. Like a cloud. You know, I can barely see you through it. The Arch Campbell podcast featuring Arch, Lou Katz, and a cast of thousands begins now. Well, folks, that was Oliver Jones reminding me to remember to love the annual Oscar uh, broadcast, and I'm working on that. I really am. Hello, everybody. I'm Arch Campbell, and this is the podcast that tries to keep you up with the ever-changing world of entertainment. Today, we are welcoming back a longtime friend that we have not heard from in a while. She was the senior film critic for USA Today. She now reviews and works for Gold Derby. She predicts the movie hits and misses. Let's say hello to Susan Wazina. Hello, hey, Susan. Hi, Arch. Hi, Lou. So glad to have you back on this show. We missed you. Yeah, I miss you too. <laughs> well, you've been avoiding me, I, I know, but it's okay. Well, we're, we're glad you're here today. And yeah. and I want you to meet our the new best friend of this program, a longtime friend of mine a well-known news and sports producer and lifetime movie junkie, now seen uh, lurking around the edges of the AMC theater near you. Let's say hello to Cinema Lou Charlotte. Thank you, Arch. Thank you, Arch. Nice to meet you, Susan. Yes, nice to meet you. We've got a real movie junkie here. Cinema Lou and I worked together in the days when he produced for George Michael, and that's when I first knew that there was somebody in the world who saw a lot more movies than I do. So here we go. So uh, let's see. Let's begin this way um, with uh, Lou. What are you watching these days? Well, I, you know, a couple of sh- a couple of streaming shows. Um, uh, well, Lucky Hank, which isn't streaming, it's on uh, AMC, I believe, with Bob Odenkirk. Oh yeah. And- yeah. Anything with Bob Odenkirk, I have to at least sample. And I've I've watched two episodes, and and it's I think I'll continue for a while. I really like that. I don't know if you've watched The Reluctant Traveler on Apple TV. Oh yeah, with um, Eugene uh, Levy. Oh yes, I love Eugene Levy. <laughs> and you know anything Eugene Levy does, you you just start off with a laugh and you go from there. And uh, you know What's he's a curmudgeonly old guy who hates to travel. And they're putting him in all these exotic places. It's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Beautiful mountain. That's a volcano. That's a volcano. I think I'm feeling a heart attack coming on. I'm not entirely sure what I signed up for, but what's the worst that can happen? Oh, my God. First time I've had my hand up an elephant. Where is he going? Where is he traveling? Well, the one, the one that I paid attention to because I'm going there in a few weeks is Venice. And, uh, you know, of course... <laughs> He's afraid. He doesn't want to leave his hotel. And and really, they take him to the um to the places tr- tourists don't see. And that was kind of interesting. It was it was a lot of fun. I I, I enjoyed it. What's that on? It's on Apple. Ah, oh, Apple is pretty good. Susan, how about you? What are you streaming or watching these well, days? Well, I liking? was surprised to hear there was one more season of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. There's a saying old says that love is blind. Still, we're often told, seek and ye shall find. And that's on Prime. Um, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, and um, it's 
has nine more episodes. Two is it running out of gas, or is it still? Well, I I haven't seen the new episodes yet, but they will be up on um, Friday the fourteenth of April, and so. But they're even all... with last season, is did it run out of gas, or is it still? Uh, no, no, uh, I, I still like it. So. <laughs> you're a fan. Yeah, I am. How about? A fan. What about movies? What are you watching at the theater these days? If um, not that much. Um, the one movie that gave me some um, fun was 84 Brady. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I love all those women. And, you know, it's a, a football movie, but it's got um, Sally Field and Rita Moreno and Jane Fonda and... They just had a lot of fun, and I have we have direct TV, but at a certain point they allow the um, movies from Ken. Uh, you can get it. You don't have to go to the uh, theater. You can just watch it, you know, and and pay like a small thing. So. Well, how that. are we with that? With uh, theater versus streaming? Where where are we there? Uh, are the well, movies ever gonna? be what they were the movies kind of are not real fresh sometimes <laughs> i gotta say you know you're talking about jane fonda she must be the busiest person in hollywood these days right. <laughs> she did 80 for brady moving uh -huh. on which just you know hit the theaters and another one that they're previewing called i uh, think it's a the book club or something about or like that there was the book club i think it might be uh, the book club was out like you know beyond covid and all that so um i think i watched that movie but it might have well, no there's a there's a there's a new one book club two. Oh. Yeah. yeah yeah they go to they go to rome oh, <laughs> oh they go to rome to read books <laughs> yeah, they, i guess the book club decides to take a trip before as they say it's too late and they and they go to rome yeah well Lou, you mentioned the movie A Thousand and One, which oh. I've never even heard of. Oh my, it's terrific, Arch. It's um What is it? It's it's basically this inner city woman released from jail who who kidnaps her kid from the foster system. And and we watch them grow up together. Uh Tiana Taylor plays the woman and and uh, people are talking about her as as getting an Oscar nod for this because it's she was terrific. She's a rapper. I don't think she's done much acting. There's a real twist at the end of this movie that you just don't see coming. It really was gripping. Uh, I love this movie. All right, we're gonna go to Harlem, where I grew up at. The city had him. He's not supposed to be with me. Can't you get locked up for not that? Not if you keep it to yourself. Where's my dad at? He's gone. But you wouldn't like them anyway. I got somebody else in mind. Uh, I was surprised. I went to see it because, oh, what's playing now? I can go to the movies. Well, well this one's star. I'll go see this. <laughs> and I was surprised. I was just surprised. It got great. You know, Rotten Tomatoes is like 95%, but it it's, was a terrific movie. The uh, Theaters only? Theatrically only? Yes. Yes. And it's playing at the AMC near you, Arch. Uh, <laughs> you've got that AMC thing, don't you? I do. I the do. The discount card. How does that work? I, I think I pay like $25 a month, oh, and it's yeah. three movies a week uh, in, in any form. 3D, IMAX. Um, so you can see 12 movies for 25 bucks. That's pretty good uh, for me. <laughs> well, and that's why we call you 
Cinema Lou. Did you see John Wick 4? Do we I really did. need four of those? Uh, 104, they count, somebody counted 140 <laughs> deaths in the movie. <laughs> you know, it, it is what you would expect. And if you are okay with that, it's a good movie. And it got great reviews. I'm not sure why. There's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. Right. <laughs> um, but, but there are a lot of a lot of uh, deaths and destruction. You're going to die. Maybe not. I'm going to need a gun. It's uh, it's like a ballet, isn't it? If if you call uh, people getting shot a ballet, I would say yes. <laughs> and what about Dungeons and Dragons? I was just you know it just made me tired to hear they yeah. made a movie of that. Yeah. Well, I, I I I liked it. I thought it was terrific. It's funny. Um, the the you know it's it, the characters make it funny, and I I I enjoyed it. Art, you got to open yourself up to these. Uh, you know. <laughs> that's that's what everybody keeps telling me. <laughs> I need to open myself up. Susan, what does this say about the state of the movies these days? Well, they're kind of recycling, like Mario Brothers. Why Why do we need a Mario Brothers movie? I mean, kids might like it, but to me, it's just recycling, you know? And those kind of movies were out there, you know, 10 years ago. You know? And also, I, you know, the Marvel Universe is not my universe, so. <laughs> that seems to be the motion picture universe, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Arch, I went to see a movie, and during I counted the previews. You know, AMC movies, there's 20 to 25 minutes worth of previews. Oh, um, so, so I, you know, every one of them was either a sequel based on mm. a video game or based on a comic book. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, that's going on and on and on. That's I where mean, we are. funny movies, but, you know, I don't know. I like real movies. So. <laughs> I saw two real films at my neighborhood theater, which is the Avalon, an independently operated uh, That's theater. That's still around? The Avalon is still in business and doing pretty well. In fact, they're about Good. to have a uh, their annual benefit to uh -huh. keep them in business. Uh, yeah. They've theatrically been showing The Quiet Girl, which was the Irish uh, entry into yeah. uh, the best foreign film. Did you see The Quiet Girl, Susan, at all? No, I didn't, yeah. You may have a screener of it, which uh, is right. one way that I saw it. Uh, yeah. It was an extraordinary film about mm -hmm. uh, a young woman in Ireland whose family is strapped and her mother is pregnant and her family sends her to live with an aunt. And uh -huh. uh, she comes from... Uh, semi-abusive circumstances to live uh -huh. with this family and it's totally in grace engrossing and mm -hmm. and again a very quiet movie <laughs> the opposite of john wick but with about as much dialogue as john wick well we first talked about doing the zoom meeting so i just wonder um about the oscars because you brought that up me and i just yes. wonder because um, i'm so tired of the oscars i just i i think they've lost their way and the broadcast every year just tends to piss me off and, throw, and so you brought it up 
What do you want to say about the Oscars? <laughs> well, you know, it was all circled around that one movie, right? And at least I was glad that Jamie Lee Curtis finally won an Oscar for her right. supporting role in Everything Everywhere. And because she's Hollywood royalty, her both her parents were, right. off, you know, they were great actors. So I do like her because she never, ever got this much attention before. <laughs> did you ever interview uh, either or both of her parents? I bet you did. I, I, I interviewed both of her parents um, at one point. Um, um, her mother Tony. and, well, they were Hitchcock ladies, right? Because she yes. was in Psycho and she was in um, oh, other things too. But I, I, I interviewed both. I think I interviewed her, um, her father when he wrote a book. I Tony Curtis was quite a trip, as I recall. Yeah. <laughs> He I I he came to the Naval Memorial to help dedicate it. So I met him down there, down on Pennsylvania Avenue. And, you know, we talked for a little while. And he said, okay, that's it. I'm done. And turns around and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and Janet Lee loved to talk about Psycho and loved oh, yeah. to say she'd never taken a shower again, which I don't for a moment believe. But but you know she wanted to to push the image and and I, right. I respect that and so if you're saying the Jamie Lee Curtis win made the Oscars uh, live for you I'll I'll accept that but I never right. got everything everywhere all at once I just never got yeah. it I'm, and Lou is shaking his head at me I'm sure yeah I I I've made my opinion of that movie known. I thought the acting, the actors were good. I liked them, but I don't like. The, I hated the movie. I wish they'd had something else to. Uh, I don't know what I would have rather seen when I liked the Fablemans, like. Uh, well, Lynn yeah, and... but then you know they 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 have you know Steven Spielberg, so he has enough Oscars, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he has yeah. one. I think he only won one. Is that correct for for uh, Schindler's no, no, List? No, it was um, Private Ryan. And... Yeah, he did win for Private Ryan. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, just because you've won before doesn't detract from having the best movie of the year. Mm -hmm. Although, like we've discussed, I thought Top Gun could have easily and probably should have won based on what it did to bring people back to the movies. And, you know, it was well-received and people liked it. But, you know, if Top Gun had won Best Picture of the Year... I think it would have totally re-energized the movie business and the Oscars. Yep, totally agreed. The one um, performance I really enjoyed was Austin Butler as Elvis. Yes. He had to sing and act and act like Elvis, and I was very charmed by him. I would have loved to see him win. You know, can, can I mention this? Uh, I think what turned a lot of people off, and Susan, you may know better than me, he started do, winning awards and, 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 you know, doing the circuit. And he was an Elvis character the whole time. His voice changed. They would play, they would play clips of him speaking five years ago and now and he sounded like Elvis. He became Elvis. And I think a lot of people kind of made fun of that and were turned off by it. I don't know if that affected the voting, but could it have? Yeah. Well, Tom Hanks was horrible as his manager. <laughs> Agreed. Well, that's true. Tom Hanks. 
performance I've ever seen. I think Lou has a point. I think that uh, Austin Butler was like nuts. <laughs> He's a great actor, and it was a great performance. But I mean, really, <laughs> he's not Elvis. Well, I know, but I like. <laughs> but I don't okay. think he does. Darren, Darren, and the whale. Oh that God! That movie creeped me out so bad. <laughs> I went. I went to Milburg to see that, and Brendan was there. But he got the Oscar, and I was hoping that um, Austin would have gotten it. I went to a screening, and I'm not going to as many screenings because I'm still, uh, you know, careful about being in crowds. And I, I went to the screening of The Whale, and uh -huh. in person, watching that film, 10 minutes in, I wanted to get up and leave. I know. It's hard to watch. 20 minutes in, I was kicking myself <laughs> for going to the trouble of going down there. And I want to mention one other movie. Uh, Sally Hawkins is in a delightful new mm -hmm. film called The Lost King, uh, based on the story of the woman who was uh, a fan of uh, Richard III. And uh, she discovers his bones in the parking lot of a government <laughs> office in uh, in London or near London, and it's it's a, a wonderful story. And she is fabulous as this young woman who is or this uh, uh, middle aged woman, kind of of an invisible woman. Nobody's paying any attention to her, and she's obsessed with Richard the Third, and uh, and goes on this quest to find his. Uh, his grave and to uh, kind of renovate his um, historic um, uh, import. Do you have any books on Richard III, the king? I know who you mean. We have eight titles. I'll take them. Which ones? All of them. Lou, you're nodding your head. I bet you saw this too. Of course. I thought it was terrific. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, everything about it was just, it was fun. It was interesting. Um, and she's always Sally Hawkins is always good. Yeah, so. she's a wonderful actress, and uh, and and that was you know so that's one of those films. I went down, watched it. I thought, man, I'm so glad I'm here. This is such such a good experience. I guess movies are in two tiers now. There's there's the Marvel universe, the DC comics, the sequels, and then there's the little movies like. Uh, the Lost King and The Quiet Girl. Lou, I really recommend The Quiet Girl to you. And you okay. may have a screener on ne in your neon package. Arch, you have to get me on that screeners list. Well. I can I can keep up with you then. I'm, I'm going to invite you over every time I get a hot <laughs> screener. Uh, you know, the, the point I wanted to make, you just said about those little movies. You know, the, every movie theater has the huge screens with, you know, it seems like a thousand seats. And then they have the ones with 15 seats. Yeah. And the movie's like 1001 and, and, and the, the King we're talking about and The Quiet Girl, I'm sure, in the mm -hmm. theaters with like 15 seats. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, I went to see 1001. There was one other person in the theater with me. Mm. I guess it's a sad statement, but it's the fact. But if there's one other person, then you don't have to worry about being in a crowd, do you? <laughs> the other thing about it, the theaters is... Uh, uh, other people are so annoying. 
<laughs> Not if there's nobody there. You know, I want to get up and slap them every now and then. I guess I, it's a good thing I'm a little more restrained these days. Hey, well, I I've want to only mention... seen two movies in theaters um, over last, last summer. Um, I, we saw um, the one with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, Top was, Gun, of course. Yeah. And also um, we saw The Fablemans, and I, I had a screener, but I wanted to see it in um, the movies. So. Mm -hmm. Well, those are, those are two important movies from last year. Now, you know, we have, we have uh, Susan Wazina from uh, formerly of USA Today and from Gold Derby, and we have uh, Lou Charlip, Cinema Lou, who sees more movies than any person in America, week in, week <laughs> out. Except he's going on vacation, so uh, receipts will drop at AMC. And this program is produced and directed by Lou Katz, the president and CEO of the <laughs> Katz Podcasting System, and also the enabler of Hound Radio. And Lou, tell us about Hound Radio, where you can hear this podcast and a lot of great music. Well, the Hound is getting ready to celebrate its uh, fifth birthday coming wow. up in just a matter of weeks, but that's not important. What is important, this is the 150th podcast of Arch Campbell. Oh, really? Our very first, <laughs> our very first wow. podcast was March 30th of 2019, so just over wow. four years ago. So, Arch, congratulations on keep on keeping this boat, this podcast boat, from sinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lou, I want to thank you for uh, putting this podcast together, and you're the one who produces it and makes it possible. Well, and I'm just I'm very interested in what you know. I spent a lot of years telling people what I thought, and now I'm really more interested in hearing what other people think. So there. So uh, great to. Uh, it's a great opportunity to talk to other people and hear what they think. Yep, I agree. It's a lot of fun. As we wrap up here, I want to mention Mark Russell and uh, ask yes, both of you. Yes, he's from Buffalo, and I am too. I didn't know you were a Buffaloian, Susan. Oh, yeah. Mark was uh, Mark Russell and uh, Tim Ruster, the two great uh, enablers of Buffalo, New York. Uh, he just passed away, and he, he was such a presence in Washington and then nationally. And I'm remembering uh, when, when uh, the inaugurations come around. First, Mark Russell uh, had his own show uh, in person live at the Shoreham Hotel for years and years. He was in the Marquee Lounge and occasionally in the Blue Room. And then he got so well-known that he went national, went out and did... Um, Real People at uh, NBC in L.A., and later a series of uh, specials for PBS. But he would come back yeah. to Washington all the time, and his shows during inaugurations and during the new Congress uh, start were were wonderful events. The Democrats, uh, they're having their convention just a couple of weeks in San Francisco. They have announced that their flat por uh, platform will be shorter. Democratic plat flat platform? Their, their platform in 1980 was 34,000 words. They announced 1984, platform will be six words. You want it? You got it. 
That's it. Do you two have any thoughts on Mark Russell? Uh, I never I never met him, Arch, but obviously being from D.C., the D.C. area, he's an icon, and mm-hmm. he seemed to be everywhere. Uh, I, I never did see his show. I mean, I'm familiar with his television appearances, right, yeah. but I never did see his live show, and I wish I had. The live show was just so, it was like electricity. Did you ever uh, interview him, Susan? No, I wasn't a journalist. <laughs> Never ran into him, but I watched him on TV. In the 70s, Channel 4 hired a bunch of um, pundits to kind of flesh out the 5 o'clock news, and he was one of them. And uh, so he was in the station all the time. They had a piano at Channel 4, which was referred to as uh, Mark Russell's piano. And and that's what I got on Mark Russell, just... uh, uh, what a loss. Uh, so what shall we recommend for the weekend uh, in this discussion? Well, I'm watching Ted Lasso again. It's the third season. So. Ted Lasso is so easy to watch and so uh, satisfying. I just started the third season and uh, and I'm with you on that. It, and it's not like, you know, this year they hire uh, an egotistical superstar. Uh, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's just so satisfying. It's just so easy. Yeah. Um, Alaska Daily's great, but I'm catching up on Perry Mason. I started, yeah. I've watched the first two episodes. I really like it. I'll continue watching that. If you, wa- if you watch Alaska Daily. Um, what, what's that is- on? ABC. Oh, cool. Well, listen, we're uh, running low on time, and uh, I just want to thank uh, Cinema Lou. I know you're off on travel, so we'll see you uh, in a few more weeks. And Susan, I miss talking to you. It's always a pleasure. Susan, you're on goldderby.com. And uh, by the way, I am pushing uh, The Lost King this weekend with Sally Hawkins. Make an effort and go see that. Lou Katz, thank you for producing and directing. Everybody, nice to be here, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. This is the Katz Podcasting System, where it's not just a podcast, but a podcast.